Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome into the Believe in the Cowboys podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network, the network for professional podcast. I'm Paul Catalina alongside former Cowboys cornerback Orlando Skandrick. Of course, our podcast brought to you by Bet Online. The NFL season is full swing. You might not be at the game this year, but you can be, still be in the action at Bet Online. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet Online, your online sports experts. All right. So, Orlando. I mean, this is for, I think, for Cowboys fans, this game is very confusing because early on, it looked like they played with a lot more effort than they have all year long. Defensively, we're actually good. Well, the other side of the coin is the Steelers were sleepwalking through this game, and that happens when you're 7-0 and the playing is 2-6, and uh, and... You know, you, you, you can just kind of turn it on at any time. Uh, while there were some good things for Cowboys in this game, I would stop short of fans getting excited about of, of turning around this, the, this season. Yeah, I mean, they really, the Steelers really came out flat, and credit to the Cowboys. They came out motivated, and they got um, everything to gain and nothing to lose. But, but how I look at this is, you know, the Steelers were coming off of a really big game versus the Ravens, which they came out flat. They come in at AT&T Stadium, and their first drive, they move it pretty good. They ended up finishing it with a punt. Um, you know, on the, on the other hand, the Cowboys come out, the quarterback scrambles around a little bit. They catch them in a couple of coverages. And here you know it, the Cowboys have a lead, they have a two-score lead. And um, for, for Cowboys fans, you just have to look at, like, they don't do the basic things well still. They still don't – they aren't able to protect the QB on a consistent basis. <laughs> They aren't able to not consistently turn it over, and they're not able to stop people on third down. And when it when it when it's really all said and done, it's you know it's the same old Cowboys. You know the Cowboys have done that. The Cowboys done what the Cowboys have done all year. Found ways to lose. And you know every year in the NFL, you see some team that that beats some other team that they shouldn't have. And if you have seen last Sunday, you know you were looking at that. Chiefs Panthers game thinking all right maybe the Panthers are pretty good they're not you know the, the Chiefs just have a kind of they're getting into the mood of sleep they're so good they're getting into the mood of just kind of going through emotions at times and you know the Steelers are they're rolling right now they're looking at their schedule they say okay we beat the Ravens now we play the Cowboys and then we play the Bengals and they're already saying like none of those teams can't beat us and you know the Cowboys came in highly motivated yeah did did you ever have a I mean when when you guys had your good seasons did, did that creep into your mind a little bit Absolutely. And I can even go back to college. I remember my freshman, our sophomore year of college, we were playing Portland State at home, Division One AA. And we look up in the fourth quarter in 14-14. And it's like, that was the same year that we ended up beating Oklahoma in the Fiesta Bowl. And it, they had no business on the field with us. That just, that just happens sometimes. And it happens in the NFL sometimes. I mean, are the, are the New Orleans Saints 35 points better than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Absolutely not. But sometimes you sleepwalk through things and then, you know, you look up and boom, it's a game. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think, you know, for all of the, uh, you know, the good you can take away. I mean, again, like you said, you, you nailed it. Like this is the thing, like they didn't turn the ball over as much, but they turned it over when they didn't need to. Uh, again, they're on their fourth quarterback. So that's like Garrett Gilbert all of a sudden going to be, you know, a shade below Dak Prescott. Was he better than Ben DiNucci? Yes. That was not a long, a big hill to, to climb over. Uh, and, you know, they've got a bye week here, and so we'll probably see, I would assume, Dalton after the bye week. So Gil- Garrett Gilbert bailed himself very well for his ones that, that he's, you know, that, that there's hopefully going to get. But uh, other than that, I don't I don't see so you can really write home about outside of, of a few individual performances that, uh, you know, a couple to me, you know, Leighton Vander Ash, Demarcus Lawrence, shouldn't be surprising. Those are really good players. Like they're, when they hit their groove, they're going to play well. They're, uh, you know, they're, they're Pro Bowl type players. Uh, I thought Neville Gallimore uh, played well and that he's a rookie. So good on him for, for, for that game. But there are just other things that look the same to me. I do want to give um, Mike Owens some credit because to the average football fan, you're just saying, okay, they're playing better. But schematics-wise, they kind of switched up a little bit. They, they played a lot of the earlier downs in a bare front. As you, if you go back and watch any type of film, you'll see, you know, they covered all the gaps with their linemen, their linebackers. They walked up two guys off the edge and they played a straight eight-man box and they kind of sold out to make the Steelers one-dimensional. And it was, it was confusing because it's, took the Steelers a little bit of time before they adjusted and did things that they can, that the Cowboys were giving them. They kind of were being stubborn thinking, all right, here we go. We're going to slam it in there. They're not disciplined. They're not good up front. We're going to slam it in there. And you know, the realism of the situation is they won by sheer numbers. You know, it was the Cowboys had sheer numbers, more people in the box than the Steelers had to block. Yeah, certainly Ben Roethlisberger still wound up throwing for pretty yards. Uh, all of his main had pretty decent games. You know, Juju had uh, you know six. You know, they had like six, seven catches. You know, that made an impact on the game late. And the Steelers came back and won. Uh, I did like though that like that the Cowboys are taking some chances. Uh, that punt return was wild. That was fun to see. Uh, and you know, like they really don't have anything to lose at this point. So why not do that stuff? Yeah, I mean, at this point, like I said, like I said before, you know, you're going to see who can be a part, you know, your your organization going forward, who's going to be a part of your team going forward. And obviously, you already know, Leighton Banner is going to be a part of your team going forward. DeMarcus Lawrence is going to be a part of your team going forward. And then, you know, okay, Nelvin Gallimore, you know, that was a guy that I was a little bit critical. I'm like, is he going to play? Is he going to give him anything? He really showed up on the tape in that game. But, you know, outside of those games, you know, you still had giving up big plays, uh, missing open field tackles, blown assignments. It was just, it was, it was the Cowboys 2020 season. Yeah, it really, and, and I did, I did like that uh, Ben DiNucci didn't even try to target Amari Cooper against the Eagles. And I don't know, like sometimes that happens. There's just things you don't see, or, you know, Amari Cooper is usually going to draw, you know, the, the best back uh, to cover him and all that, but he didn't even really make an attempt to go over there. Uh, Garrett Gilbert, getting Amari Cooper involved early, and, and he, he did he did spread the ball around well. Those are all good things. Again, you know, I, I don't think they're taking away any moral victories from this. I, I think that they probably feel good that they play better, but, uh, but again, a loss is a loss, and this season is what it is. When it comes down to it, the Steelers aren't going to say, all right, we went 13-3 and three, or we went 14-2 and two, and we barely beat the Cowboys. That they were, That's never going to 
that that won't even be a topic of discussion. Yeah. You know, I'm sure once they watch this film and they figure out what they did well and what they didn't do well, they'll put this to bed. They won't say, oh, we struggled against the Cowboys at two and six. So that tells the type of football team we are. And, you know, that's why it's any given Sunday. But at the same time, you know, on every given Sunday, it seems like Dallas Cowboys are coming up short. And, you know, you you have to look at it, this thing twofold. You can't say we play well against the Steelers and they're 8-0, you know, so we're getting better. But then you didn't play well against the Giants. You probably should have lost to them. You probably should have lost to the Falcons, but you want to count those wins in your category. Yeah, it's uh, it's a week-to-week thing. Consistent and good just win. Like, it's not – they don't win the same – they don't necessarily have to win the same way every time, but they find win. Teams that win championships just win. There's not – there's not a, oh, well, you know, they, they – you know, like when the Saints look back in the season, if they don't win the Super Bowl, is it going to matter in, in what could be his last season that he beat Tom Brady twice? Not really. Not at all. Yeah, Not exactly. At all. So, I mean, that, that, that's something cool for the, the people who game, you know, uh, but not, but not in, the, in the end. That's not the goal is to, to just beat the Buccaneers against. You know, it shouldn't be the Cowboys' goal just to play well against the good teams. I mean, it, look, the, the two teams they've got coming up before they play the Ravens are the Viking good. And the uh, and the Washington football team also, uh, who's going to be on their third quarterback uh, when they play them. So, you know, like they're not, you know, though they they should play better, played better against the Steelers. Well, uh, they're going to need that bare front and even more when Dallas Cook comes rolling into town, or they go rolling in up there. So, the thing about this is Pittsburgh is one of those teams that you know when you're a good football team, you have some down games and. They're one of those things that was those teams that seemed like they were kind of coasting. And you got to think when you play Minnesota, Minnesota, they're, they're fighting. They're fighting mm-hmm. to get that, that wild card. Like they're fighting to get back in this thing, you know. And, you know, Zimmer had those guys ready to play. And then just Washington's in the middle of a whole entire culture change. And, mm-hmm. you know, with that just being a division game and, you know, those players have lost to Dallas for so many years. And to be able to have a chance to get a sweep, you know, I think they'll be more than ready. And then Baltimore, they're always – they're pretty consistent on defense and they're trying to get better as well too. And they're trying to stay in the thick of this thing and stay on the, t- the upper half of the AFC. And that, that, those next three opponents that you're going to get coming out of this bye is going to be, you could very well look up and be two and 10. Yeah. Well, look, as it stands right now, Orlando, they would have the third pick in the draft, you know, like that, 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 uh, you know, <laughs> that's not something you should aspire to. You know, that's, that's something you end up with uh, and, and, and salves the burn of a bad season uh, a little bit. But it's not, it's not something that the, you, you want. You know, you, you want to you have a good season. You want to win games. And, again, there's, there's little positives you can take away. And I'm, I'm glad it happened because, uh, you know, for the last few weeks, I've been thinking, like, team have anything in the tank at all. I mean, you want to say, do they have anything in the tank at all, but – they still have only scored one touchdown in the last three and a half games. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, emotions is holding it far. And, you know. One, it, one touchdown. Yeah. Just let that let, – let's, let's just say it again. One touchdown. Mm-hmm. I, don't, who, who, I don't know who you're going to beat scoring one touchdown. Yeah. If Greg Zerline is your leading scorer uh, the last four weeks, that's, that's, not a, that's, not a, that's not a good thing. You know, no. And then it's like, you know, you're playing, you got to win these home games when you get a chance. You know, I think, you know, just to think about it, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to double check this with you. How many have they had at home and how many have they had on the road? Let's see. One, two, three, four. They're, they have five uh, home games and four on the road. So, 
seven games left, and they have they're gonna only, only gonna have three home games left. Yeah, they've got Washington at home on on Thanksgiving Day, San Francisco and Philadelphia at home back to back December twentieth and twenty seventh, and then close out the season on the road in the Giants. So, so your kicker is your your leading scorer, and you're a dome team, and you know you're going into the the championship months of the season and you know November and December the weather is going to start getting bad so you're not going to be able to rely on Greg DeLeg to give you 50 and 55 yard field goals and these long field goals you're not going to be Mr. Automatic when you get somewhere and the wind's blowing or it's a little wet like like Baltimore, Cincinnati and New York City yes all of those places <laughs> that that have terrible time of year mm-hmm. yeah I mean so those those are the those are the games they have, you know, coming up outside and, you know, they got Minnesota inside. Thank God. And that's in a couple of weeks. I don't, did they stay in that bear? Do you think that they start doing things? I mean, no, they stayed in it. They stayed in it for a long time. Or, so do you they think were, they, they stay in it? Do you think that's something that they do now because they really do need to stop the run? I mean, especially against I Minnesota, mean, that's going to go down and cook both barrels. They're a zone run team. You know, they're Dalvin cook is one of the top rushers in the league. And anybody who knows anything about, Kirk Cousins is he's at his best when he's play action. And, you know, they're going to dictate the game and you can't let Minnesota's record indicate like what they really are because they beat some really good teams. You know, you've seen what they, what they did to um, the Packers two weeks ago and then what they did to Detroit. I think, you know, they're going to try and start hitting their group too. And the Cowboys are different. The Cowboys are a, a bad team with the fourth quarterback. The Minnesota Vikings are a bad team, but still have their QB. Yeah. By the way, they uh, they split with the Packers. Uh, they lost to the Seahawks and Titans, both the playoff teams by one, and they're on a two game winning streak before they they play the Bears this week. So, uh, yeah, they're I mean they're they're starting to hit their stride. And look, if if Dalvin Cook is your offense, if you can if you can give him the ball as much as they have and take Kirk Cousins out of it more and more, they're going to be better. You know, so, uh, you know, yeah, the three and five is not really what I'm looking at looking or coming up in a couple of weeks. But I don't, uh, you know, I, I just think about Dalvin Cook and how, what a bad matchup that is for. Well, I mean, it's for everybody. He's a great running back, especially for this Cowboys team who did do a good job on James Conner. But again, there's kind of went away from that. They just kind of, okay, well, this is, this is what we're doing today. I'll, I'll tell you one thing. The Minnesota Vikings will not be sleepwalking when they play the Dallas Cowboys. There, look, Mike. Mike Zimmer's coaching. He's trying to get his record back up so he can keep his. You know, Kirk Cousins has got to look better because he's an impending free. You know, like all these things. Like they want to win. They want to get back in it. They're not out of it in their in their division just yet. I mean, it's gonna be tough, but like they're not out of it in the wild card. This, this, you know, you got to think this is a totally different year. This is gonna be the first year that you see an extra playoff team at it, an extra mm-hmm. wild card team at it. So, you know, there's a lot of people that still think that they're in it. I don't – Minnesota, they're in it. They're definitely in the thick of things. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Uh, and, and, and starting to play better. And, you know, um, so, do, I mean, how much of that? like – I mentioned that, that bare front. Do they change – is Mike Zimmer making a whole schematic change midseason? Or is he finally picking a scheme? Mike, Mike Nolan? No, no, no. Mike, I'm I think sorry, Mike Nolan. Yeah. I, think, I think just using being multiple fronts was something that they seen against the Steelers that they thought that they could take advantage of, and they thought that gave them a chance to make Ben Roethlisberger one-dimensional. Now, you know, now it's on tape, so you, you're gonna, you can bet your butt that Minnesota's going to prepare for it. I think that was the first time that I had seen them use that front. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> well, there, there are games this year where you wonder if they were even they bothered using one. Just – 
just uh, go ahead and try to make the tackle five yards downfield because that's the first time you're touching a guy. Like that, so oh. that, that was what the, the first eight games of the season were before yesterday were, you know, go ahead and run wherever you want to go. We'll, we'll catch you when we decide to. And that, that was their defense. So I don't know. Like, I know there's got to be I mean, some talking about it, but – to me, it still felt like, you know, they didn't get much pressure on Ben. I know they sacked him and then they had a controversial little bit of a penalty, maybe an ICT or, you know, something on Jalen. But that was the only time they got to him. And, you know, when it came down to it, when they needed to stop, they didn't get it. And also when it came down to it, or whenever the Steelers needed a score or needed points, they pretty much did whatever they wanted to. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Late in the game, when they had to move the ball, they had to move the ball. You know, they, they made the Cowboys made the, the great play on found and, uh, you know, that, that stopped them from running the whole rest of the game clock out. But, but Orlando, I mean, what does that say about how the Steelers felt about the Cowboys' potential to go down a game, which they got real close to doing, but uh, the Steelers clearly weren't afraid of them. I don't think they were afraid at all. I look at two instances. The Steelers got nine points in the last minute of the first half. They got a score from Ben Roethlisberger. They missed the extra point. And then they go and get a turnover, which is like for that, like you're turning the ball over. You get penalty, then a turnover. They got a great game to CD Lab brought back by a penalty, and then he fumbles the next play. And then you, you have to ask yourself, what, what if Ben wasn't in a locker room right there? You know, do they get points off of that? What if it wasn't Mason Rudolph for that last minute, 57 seconds? Do they get points off of that? Yeah, I, then, th- I think so. And then you, you have to ask yourself, you know, when it came down to it at the end of the game, the Cowboys, you're, you're, you haven't scored a touchdown, and you scored one touchdown in four games, and you're kicking field goals on fourth and inches. Did you really think that that 19-9 was how the game was going to end? It just seems like they're playing not to lose instead of to win. I, I was it seems like I, they're playing like it seems like they're playing just like they're playing like they're the eight no team. And it's just like all right, we know that eventually the better team is going to win. We're going to impose our will. Like no, try and score. No, well, you're, you're, you're doing punt return throwbacks, but you can't go for it on fourth and inches. Yeah, I was just team, about to. Other teams, twenty-five. I was just about to ask you this uh, about, about that. Like, so you're going to do that? You know, Cedric uh, to Goodwin. Punt throwback, but you need less yard. I mean, you could have fair caught that ball, and, and the drive, the drive could have very well ended that field goal. You know, so uh, so again, you uh, you're not going to go for it on fourth and inches, but you're going to do that. Like that, that's just that's not consistent. That's a, that's a that's a weird thing. Like why why were you scared then, but you weren't to potentially do that, which which could have ended in disaster. Like more much more likely to end in disaster on that side of the field. I mean, to me, it's just like this is a Cowboys team who came into this season with, let's just break it down, NFC East champs aspirations, possibly even NFC champion aspirations and Super Bowl aspirations. And now you're trying to think what one of these top five draft picks is going to be ours. Yeah, I mean – do you think they haven't adjusted their expectations yet within the locker room? They have to do. I don't, I don't never. I don't. What do they expect to just stay in games and say, "Oh, we fought. We're going to keep fighting to the end"? Because I don't. I know that's not never been the mantra of Jerry Jones. You know, you walk around there; it's nothing but signs about winning. Jerry's talked nothing about winning since he bought the team. Um, I mean, I know he wants to win, and I mean, me being just playing devil's advocate, if they have ex- adjusted their expectations, what are their expectations now? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what that would be. Like, do, do you, I mean, you never, I mean, you never stop fighting in a locker room. I mean, there are teams that do, but like you're, you're professionally, like you, you're out there to win and play. 
Now, the Cowboys are limited as to how they can do that, but the guys in that locker room don't want to – they don't care. Like, they could give a rat's ass a draft pick is. They don't care. You know, so I mean, for some of those guys, what the draft pick number, the higher the draft pick is going to cost some of those guys their jobs. Exactly. And it's, and it's, and it's for me, it's just like, I don't know. I've, I've, I think my worst season that I've ever had there was maybe we might have had the year when we picked Zeke the year before I was hurt that year. But I think the worst one I ever participated in was, you know, when the one way got fired and we still ended up winning about six games that year. Yeah. Yeah, well, and, and that season closed strong. Season before you picked Zeke, where Tony was hurt, you were hurt. Heck, everybody was hurt. I think Dez, Dez was in and out of the line. You know, uh, no, I believe Dez broke his ankle that year at Indianapolis. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So no, Dez. Like the the team was. No, I'm sorry. I take that back. Dez broke his ankle the year that Wade got fired. We finished strong that year. It was the next year Tony got hurt. Um, I got hurt in the preseason, and you know we were pretty bad that year, but. I don't know, man. Yeah. It's, it's for me, it's, it's, it's tough. And, you know, at some point you can't just always fire everybody. You got to think you need continuity. Well, no, you can't. And look, they just hired the staff. They just hired them, but uh, you know, they can't, they can't wait around for them to figure either, you know, like, like the, you know, and Injuries are a huge reason this team, but they cannot, they cannot look at it as like, Oh, well, if all these guys were healthy, we'd be seven and two and not two and because it were, that wasn't the case. Not at all. Um, it was a little bit disturbing to me that, uh, that Tony Pollard looks more explosive than Ezekiel Elliott. It's well, like, Zeke did have a little bit it. of a hamstring, but you know, he was a game time decision on, on Sunday, but yeah, no, I, I know what you're saying. But even when he hasn't had a hamstring before this week, it was, you know, I don't, I don't know. He's going to yeah. be a year older next year. Um, that many more carries on his body. Yeah. Well, and, and running back is that. Like, there's a, nobody, you know, there's Adrian Peterson who appears to, I mean, like, again, while he's not as good as he was, but, like, he's still there. And for Adrian Peterson, but then you have guys, you know, I think about Sean Alexander, who was, for three years, the best player in the NFL. Just dominant at running back. And then it just, it just stopped. I mean, again, like, you only have, you, you just said it, so many hits on your body. And, you know, that's especially running back position because you're just inviting that every time. And so I, I hope that's, I hope it's just his hamstring. Maybe he's been dealing with it all year and it just now, now got worse. But I mean, not, nothing's gone right for the Cowboys. So why would that at this point? It is, I mean, this is a tough season. You know, this is a tough season to watch. This is a tough season to be a fan. I'm sure it's a tough season to be a part of the organization. And it's just, you know, you just like to think that they would just take it a week at a time and just, you know, you could see some consistent improvement. I don't want to jump to conclusion and say because of the Steelers and what their record was and how that game went that, okay, this is who the Dallas Cowboys are or who they are not. Um, I can only judge off of what I see consistently, what I've seen week in and week out. And it's just, it doesn't, it doesn't look great. I mean, at all. No, it, it, it does not. And they're going to have to get, uh, they're going to have to change a lot of things in the offseason. We'll talk about that when it comes. But uh, right now, I mean, they, they had the game against the Steelers. It was what it was. You know, uh, I, you know I think Garrett Gilbert's probably the, the backup to Andy Dalton from here on out. I think that that's solidified. I think that the whole splitting stats with Cooper Rush thing was a smoke screen. I think it was Gilbert all week long. I think that was really what they did. And that's fine. Great for Garrett Gilbert. And 
Andy Dalton will probably start against the the Vikings. But again, I don't. Um, I'm not going to say Orlando. You and I have talked about this via text a couple times. I'm not going to say they're not going to win another game because it could be another weird one like that where they actually do, you know, score but the they touchdown that they the, need. The thing is, they didn't win that game. No, they didn't. But I mean, another weird game where, you know, it just they're close and they they score the touchdown at the end. But I don't – I mean, like, predicting that – or predicting them to beat anybody that's left on their schedule because they're not better than anybody on their schedule right now. I don't think that they're better than anyone in the entire league besides maybe the Jets. Well, and, and, and thankfully they don't have to play them, so we don't get to see who's, who's worse in that one. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm – beat them last I'm, year, by the way. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the, the, the worst of – the NFL's worst of the worst, and, you know, I guess maybe they're better than Jacksonville. Maybe they're better than the Jets, but then when you look at other teams that have two wins, the Texans, no. The Chargers, they're definitely not better than them. New England at two and five, not better than them. I mean, I guess we'll see what happens when they play against Cincinnati. I mean, personally, I don't think they're better than them. I think Cincinnati's quarterback's improving. You know, offensively, they're, they're able to move the ball on teams. And, you know, defensively, I think they lack some talent and they're in rebuild mode, but I don't think that they're better than them. And it's just, it's for me, it's the, the most disappointing thing is when you're not a team that's – the Cowboys were not – to be in rebuild mode before this season started. Yeah, well, they better start thinking that they might have to be now. I mean, you got to be realistic about it if you're if you're the Cowboys. You know. Yeah. Again, like you know, in, in a rebuild for them might not be built like it would be for Browns or somebody, but even still, you got to be realistic about it. Yeah, I mean, the the realism of the situation is they got a lot of injuries, and you know. You would have liked to see what if their defense, what if their defense could have played the way that they played against the Steelers? What if they could have played that way when they had Dak? You know, I, mean, mm-hmm. I guess we'll never know. Or we'll have to wait till next year. Yep, we certainly will. All right, we're not going to uh, another podcast this week because it is the bye week. So we'll take we'll take the bye week with them. We've earned it, uh, and uh, we'll, and then we'll be back uh, to preview the Vikings uh, here uh, in a week or so. Sounds good, man. You stay safe out there. You enjoy your week and. No, we'll reconvene next week. All right. This is the Cowboys podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network, the network for professional podcasters. Please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. So long, everybody. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.